Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. It's been a while, and I am excited to be here with you. For those of you, this is my 50th year on this planet around the sun, and I'm celebrating all year. And I love the emails. Thank you so much for sending in emails, wishing me happy birthday. I'm going to be continuing to celebrate in many different ways. And one of the things that I did was I took off three and a half weeks in August, and it was the most beautiful thing. Highly, highly recommend it. So this is my first time back in the studio since taking that break. I do have a bit of a cold. It's not COVID. I've tested several times now, but I do have a bit of a cold. It's a head cold and I'm waiting for that to get better. But here I am today with you and I'm so excited to be with you. I'm going to be unpacking over the next few episodes, things that I've learned in August, right? August led to a lot of learning and insights as well as the re-entry back to work and being with my lovely clients. And one of the things that you've heard me talk about on the show is that life is a classroom. There's always constant learning that we have opportunities to see. So I'll be talking about that. So I want to talk about one lesson that I learned and it was, this happened in the last couple of weeks of coaching with clients. And then I use this metaphor of the suitcase. And so bear with me. So here's the thing. When we are sitting with our struggles, right? When we we're sitting there, we're either in the middle of the shit storm, we know it's going to be happening, or we're struggling with how to get through this difficult situation. We think once we have it handled, it's all going to be fine. Then we're going to finally be at peace and ease. Or once we have the right plan, then it's no longer going to be a problem. <laughs> and the thing that I constantly remind my clients of is that we're going to have to be managing it right? We have this fairy tale, magical thinking of, oh, once I get this, then I'm going to live happily ever after. Once I hit this milestone, then it's all going to be easy peasy, right? We can live an amazing life and still have shit shows. I can be on a dream vacation for three and a half weeks and time off and time away and really shut out work and have, you know, people in place to support me while I'm gone and still go through my own struggle, still have messiness of being on holiday and being with four strong-willed adults, right? And trying to figure out, you know, where we're going to eat for dinner. What we want to hear upon return is, oh, how was your vacation? Oh, it was lovely. It was so divine. It was insightful, right? That's the highlight reel. There's still the shit shows. So today I'm going to be talking about suitcases and boundaries and the tension that comes with that. So one of the areas that I do a lot of work with is on boundaries with clients. We're constantly working on boundaries and boundaries are, here's what's okay. Here's what's not okay. And everybody has a difference of what's okay. What's not okay. It's kind of like salsa. Some people like really, really spicy. My mom loves spicy. I like really, really mild. 
right? There's not a right or wrong. It's getting clear what works for you. And I talk about this a lot. What works for you? What are your values? What's your style? What works for you? As long as it's legal, right? In the country that you live in. (laughs) I'm not talking about breaking rules. And then with these boundaries of what's okay and what's not okay, we have different arenas, right? And these arenas are, you know, it can be our work arena, our personal arena. It can be our friends arena. It can be our children's school arena. You know, like there was my us four that went on vacation and then there's my broader family and today's my mom's birthday. And so there's different arenas that we all have. So one arena is maybe for instance, you're like me and, and you live in your home and you know, this is like, for the most part, you're forever home and you're settled in. So you know where the food goes, you know where the towels go, right? Everything has a place for it and you're not having to rethink it. The books go in the bookcase. It's all kind of done. So that part is simplified. There still can be a tension because when you bring in new groceries and it's about figuring it out and it's a piece of the puzzle, right? So there's still the management no matter what, right? I remember when I was a freshman in college and I moved into the dorm and I was so excited and and this is 1990. So I don't know, it's what, 32 years ago? Am I doing my math right? I was so excited to be moving in at the end of this month, end of September. And then I remember a couple weeks later, my roommate and I, we decided to clean. And I was like, okay. And I wasn't a big cleaner, but we, we cleaned because there's all this dust. I didn't realize living in agricultural land, there'd be so much dust. And I dusted. And like two days later, I was like, what's this dust doing here? I dusted two days ago. There's the constant management right? It's not like once you dust, you never have to dust. There's the maintenance and management of things. That's what happens with boundaries. Okay. So what's happening right now is a lot of people are in transitions, right? Some people here, your kids are returning to school. Some people have moved. Some people are returning back into work. There's the onboarding of new employees. And what we need to work on getting clear is what is okay, what is not okay. And by having that clarity, it doesn't mean that you are mean or that you're a bitch or you're difficult to deal with. It's giving clarity of here's what's okay and here's what's not okay. Not being clear is actually going to lead to more shit shows. So I'm going to use the suitcase as a boundary. A couple days before I went on vacation, I got a bug in my head to go buy a suitcase. (laughs) And this was like following a few days before my 20 year old daughter decided she was going to go buy a suitcase for our trip. And I was lecturing her. Yes, I was lecturing her about don't buy one that's too big. And I'm not quite sure what the, what the size requirements are. And we don't want to have one that's too big. So she goes and buys her, shows me hers. Then I start to get the idea of like, oh, And I pulled out mine and it's old, it's heavy, it's big. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go and see. So I went and bought a suitcase. Of course, I buy the biggest one, the max capacity (laughs) that she gave me the measurements. I went and got it. I bought the biggest one. So I filled it up and I was packing, you know, and it's been a long time since I've been on a trip that I needed a larger suitcase because we were going to be gone for two and a half weeks. And I didn't think that we're going to be doing laundry. I should have talked about that, but I didn't think about that. So the weight limit's 50 pounds. I thought I weighed it properly, get to the airport. Guess what? It's 51 pounds. Yikes. So by the time we got done with all our different trips that we had, five plane rides, by the end, my luggage had lost weight and got down to 43 pounds. And each flight, there was angst of, would my bag make it? 
there was always that angst. There was always that tension of, will it work out? Will it not? Right. And one of the strategies was I was traveling with three other family members and I can offload stuff there. I did pack some stuff that was disposable. You know, there were things that were in there, but I was able to move stuff around within my family. So there was that. But this example is an example of what managing boundaries or managing people is like. There's going to be the angst. Will it all work out? Will there be a failure? Right. And that for this situation is there's a fine, right? Or there's the embarrassment of (laughs) opening up your luggage and having your underwear and all your stuff be displayed at the airport and then frantically trying to move stuff around. Or maybe there's a shit show. But managing boundaries and managing people is like a suitcase. There's going to be that tension. Okay. One of my favorite laws or my favorite law is called Parkinson's law. And it's whatever we give space to, we will fill. So it can be with people, whatever we give space to with people, people will fill. It can be with time, whatever we give space to, it will fill. Space, like physical space. When we remodeled our house, like back in 2000, 2001, and I built all this extra storage and closets and bookcases and built in all these cases and stuff. And then a few years later, my cousin looked at me and she said, wow, Corinne, you really filled up the stuff, right? Whatever we give space to, we'll fill. There's the constant like maintenance and weeding out, even when they're not like plants that are growing. It's just stuff accumulates. Whatever we give space to, we will fill. And one day we turn around and go, wow, look at all this stuff full. And that's the same thing with the suitcase. It was like, oh, the biggest size check suitcase, I have plenty of room. What else do I need? What may I need? What's the just in case I may need this, right? There was obviously a fair amount of clothes that there was a heat wave in New England so that I never even wore my jeans that I had packed. There are many things I didn't wear. And it was a learning lesson of, oh, what can I do to improve to be a better packer? But that suitcase was like Parkinson's law, fill it to the rim with stuff because somebody had also defined what the space was, right? We see this happen in the workplace where maybe your schedule gets really full with meetings. I've had clients where they've had 14 meetings in a day, right? 14 meetings in a day. Where does that allow you to get your work done, right? So then what happens is you're doing work in the evenings or in the early mornings or on the weekends because you're sitting in meetings that may or may not be imperative for you to be there. So one of the things to do is schedule the work that you need to do in the time slots and then fill it with the meetings, right? The same thing with the suitcase. What are the must-haves? And then what's the space that you can create in there? Like one of the games I used to play with my old suitcase is I would never fill it to the expander because I thought just in case I wanted an extra space to come back. This case doesn't have an expander. So now I've learned from 51 pounds to 43 is I want space. I don't want it to be all full when I go to the airport, but it took some learning, right? Five different plane trips. Now, of course, when you're managing the spaces, times, meetings, right? Just like you manage a suitcase, there's going to be some tension. Will I need this? Will I not? There's going to be the drama in her head. Is this person going to think I'm really difficult because I won't set up a meeting with them, right? We tend to think it should be easier than it is, but scheduling meetings, as many of us know, there's a lot of potential friction in it. There's tension in it, okay? 
But we need to work through that tension because if we don't, there's going to be a fallout if we don't manage it. So sometimes the way to get through it is people will say, I'm just not going to respond back. I'm not going to say anything. And then it's something that escalates, right? Or allowing people to put meetings on their calendar. And then all of a sudden they wind up and go, oh my gosh, I have 14 meetings in that day versus blocking off time for them to do work. So in the case of the suitcase, right? It can be the fine or the embarrassment in opening my luggage in front of strangers, right? Not managing our money can be costly in the sense that you can overspend or create some financial issues. The lack of a meeting schedule, right, is that you're not putting yourself first on your schedule. And the lack of managing times or people is there can be a shit show or a fallout. So what we want to do, and the thing I want to talk with you about is this understanding of common humanity, right? So often we tend to burden ourselves with the story of, if I just did this better, I wouldn't have these problems. I wouldn't have this tension. I would always be able to be in peace and flow, right? Peace and flow isn't that always the standard. There's going to be some tension, especially as we're developing new skill sets, right? And so it's really important to just know that that's part of the process, right? I understand we want peace and flow and ease. And we have to remember that we've also been fed a fairy tale that once we do it right, and we have the right plan, it will be easy. That may become easy. I remember when my kids were babies and, you know, I'm a pretty squeamish, don't like germs kind of person. And then I have babies and changing diapers. And I remember getting, you know, once I figured out how to get the system down of, you know, changing their diapers, it was fine. But in the beginning, there was some tension of how to figure out how to do it, how to make sure the baby doesn't fall off the changing table and how to not get poop everywhere or pee everywhere right? There's the tension in learning things. There can still be the tension on sometimes we may have forgotten stuff or not paid attention or, you know, we, there can be continued tension. What we need to do is not add to that with dirty pain of thinking it shouldn't be this way. Like for instance, with the suitcase, like I wonder if my suitcase is going to weigh more and then I manage the risk by making sure that my husband had space in his 11 pound suitcase of where I can put some stuff over to. When we went and weighed it, I was under and so I was okay. But I had that safety net of where could I shift stuff if I needed to, right? So there's going to be that, ooh, I'm not sure. Maybe you choose to have the boundary of, okay, I'm going to make sure that I have this time blocked off to get work done. And there may be the tension of like, will this really happen? Is this really allowed? What happens when people want to, you know, try to meet with me at this time, right? And you learn how to own your voice and say, right now I'm not available to meet. Here's when I can meet. There's going to be some tension. It's going to be uncomfortable and it's becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. So fitting things into the space you've designed is a puzzle and it does take some energy. When I was in Mexico, I did a puzzle. I love to do puzzles and listen to books while I'm doing the puzzles. It's like the perfect zone for me. And there's that tension, right? The beauty of having tension is like you're trying to figure out where that piece goes. And then when you find it, it's like, ah, it feels so good. If we can turn around this management 
of boundaries into more of a puzzle instead of we're doing it wrong and having it based in fear and shame and make it more of joy of like, what can I learn from this? Create it as a learning. It's not about you being a bitch, being a dictator, you know, having sharp elbows. It's about learning how to work together so that everybody is clear is what's okay, what's not okay. So we have less drama. So often in my sessions with clients, it's not so much the hard work that my clients do, but it's the, it's all the people stuff, right? And all the shame that gets brought into the workplace that creates a lot of tension and how things shouldn't be done a certain way. So managing it, if we can know that there's going to be tension in managing boundaries and that's okay, but we don't need to escalate it into dirty pain and make it worse because that's extra energy. And one of the things that's important in this is to stop arguing that there shouldn't be tension. When I say stop arguing, stop arguing with yourself because this is part of the management and it does take some energy. It doesn't need to take a whole lot. And that extra energy we notice is the arguing with our brain that this shouldn't be happening. So my invitation for you is to stop with that. Boundaries take tending to. It's like the dust in my freshman dorm. It's like the weeds out in your garden. They take tending to. And here's the thing it is a skill set we can all learn and continue to have learnings from. It's not like we learn it and we master it, we never have problems again. There's constant learning. And much like my suitcase, I am learning how to pack. And I'm working on stopping the drama in my brain. Because <laughs> my brain's like, this shouldn't be this bad. This shouldn't be this difficult. I should be a better packer. Notice those three shoulds, right? Those are all words in judgment. There's rooted in shame. And then I go into like, okay, well, screw this. I'm just not going to travel anymore because that's just too hard, right? I'm going to be traveling. I'm going out into the world. There's delightful and there's some tension and that's part of it, right? That's the beauty of the mess. So instead of spending the unnecessary energy with that subtle brain drama juice, right? That seeping of my brain, it's about knowing that whatever I give space to, it's going to fill and there will be tension in the management of that. So I'm going to be working on my suitcase with reducing the stuff that I take on my next trip, having my backup plan. It's going to be interesting because I'm going to be on a solo trip. So I mean, my backup plan is going to be really being very cognizant of the scale, right? And reducing, maybe having 75% of my suitcase filled and remind myself that this is a skill and it'll become easier over time. And when I practice something, I get better at it. And mastering doesn't mean that there aren't mistakes. The beauty of that is when I master that skill set, it'll create space for other tensions, which will lead to other learnings. So my friend, there's always going to be learnings. And if we can look at learnings as learnings instead of failures, then we can cultivate our growth mindset. And that can also help reduce our tension. So my friends, I invite you to know that you aren't doing it wrong. There's learnings, right? managing boundaries, managing people, managing time. It's a practice and there's always going to be the ongoing tension. We want to believe and we tell ourselves and we tell each other, oh, once I get this system and get it mastered, it's going to be fine. There's going to be other stuff. It doesn't mean you don't work on it because we can have the growth to work on it, but there will be the tensions. And so let's reduce the cost to us by not arguing with it. 
Until next time, I'm smelling big for you. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short, they're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.